Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. I'm a retired RN, and I know to eat vegetables and stuff like that. I was taking my Balance of Nature because I was always tired. I was so weak, I could hardly get around. And so when I went on it, you wouldn't believe, in the first three weeks, I was hopping around and everybody said, what the heck are you taking? I said, balance of nature, get yourself some and see how it feels. (laughs) Listen, anybody I get a chance to say it when they go, what the heck do you take? I say, balance of nature. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code Kate. Hi, this is Ryan from Inside Out Hyperbarics, and today I'm on the radio to say thank you to all of our clients who have allowed us to be part of their healing journeys. From helping those suffering from traumatic brain injury and chronic pain disorders, to those with symptoms of autoimmune or the lingering effects of COVID-19 long haulers. It's been an honor you put faith in us to help you through some of your toughest times. So to give back, we will be running monthly specials to celebrate our upcoming six-year anniversary. To find these specials, check us out on the web at InsideOutHyperbarics.com. Inside Out Hyperbarics, bringing out the best you. Question authority. And when authority answers, Arch One Eyebrow and asks, Is that so? The Kate Daly Show starts now. I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, <laughs> everything. No, it really has been. A tough first year for you, Mr. President. And I agree with what Chairman Powell said last week, that the number one threat is the strength, and that strength that we built is inflation. Before I begin today, I want to say a word about the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had zero percent inflation. Tune in to the uh, the state of the Kud Nation last night because you know what? That was pretty much it. <laughs> that was pretty much the speech given by face lifted um, King Fraud a lot who cooed our nation and was installed with his little buddy Hormala. So I've just I've just you know what cleared it all up for you. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. Um, we're live today, of course. It's a Wednesday. I was on the Alex Jones Show earlier. You can check that out at Band Period Video. So there's no dot com or anything like that. It's just Band. The word band dot or period video and you can go there you can watch that and uh, please share that i uh, fill a lot of the blanks in on the balloon and everything else um you know was it a distraction who knows but i actually think there was a purpose a purpose for flying our balloon system but anyway uh welcome back and i've got melissa how are you melissa I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Uh, excellent. Excellent. And so I so appreciate you tuning in. Um, I just want you guys to know that in the past and even 10 years ago, over 52 million people would watch the state of our um, Kud Nation, um, you know, uh, um, 
live speech. And that was the speech actually a decade ago when um, when Obama was trying to sell you on climate change and threatening you if you did not agree with it, that you were going to be a terrible American. Well, 52 million people um, signed on for that, okay, out of 331 million. Today's numbers are at an all-time low. 23 million is the highest number they could even approximate in trying to gauge how many people watched. I don't even think it was that high. 23 million people, lowly, lowly numbers. Even looking at the last decade, we always had 40 to 50, over 50 million people watching. But now it's down to 23 million. Now keep in mind, there's over 60 million registered Democrats, 60 million registered leftists. They could only get 23 million total. So I just, and that's at an high, that's, that's at the claimed average high. Okay. So I just wanted to let people know how bad the numbers are. They're about as bad as the Grammy viewership, the, um, Oscar viewership and everything else. And that tells me something. It tells me that people are not buying what they're, what they're sold. It tells me that they're marketing hard and people are going, yeah, no, not so much in America. We're not loving where we're going. Also half of Americans on the Gallup poll, they haven't had this since two 2008, and then, of course, uh, clear back to the Depression. But um, half of Americans said that they were um, worse off than they've, than they've been, but then they only used the last year. So the last two years have been gosh awful and horrible for people in the amount of gas and food and everything else that's being, um, that's being upped quite a bit, right? Uh, three and four times the amount that you were paying, and sometimes half the amount you were paying or, or double. And so now what they did was, I know it's much higher than a half. I know it's like 80% because all they did was go back to last year and say, okay, how many Americans are the same as last year, which was horrifically bad. And that was 35%. And the other ones were sort of undecided. I don't know how you can be undecided, but half of Americans at least were saying they were worse off. And that tells you a lot why people were not tuning into the state of the Cood Nation last night's address because it's all... It's all just a bunch of stupid statements strung together by King Fraudalot's team. And then, of course, Jill Biden at the end. I did see that kiss the video, by the way, as she uh, full on. Uh, um, it was borderline making out. It was borderline <laughs> with Kamala's husband. Anyways, <laughs> Melissa, how are you? Okay. Yeah. I, I could have lived with that. Oh, that was just, it and was really gross to watch, actually. Yeah. I did not watch. Yeah. I, I, I was just like, mm, I'm not allowing that in yeah, my house. I, I can't. I'm just not going to watch it. Well, it's a bunch of lies strung together with stupid statements by a guy at 80 that supposedly got a facelift for no apparent reason. So, uh, Melissa, what, what what are we talking about? Well, I'm going to tag on to what you were already just now talking about, mm -hmm. because this is, I found this to be a really interesting survey. There's a Massachusetts-based think tank mm -hmm. called Populous, and apparently they periodically do a thing called the Purpose of Education Index. So they're asking parents, what is your primary goal? What do you want from education for your kids? And the, the most recent survey yielded some very, very interesting results. Okay. Um, so the findings this year show that the K-12 educational system is unresponsive to what parents and children actually want. Now, that's not a surprise to you or me. Right. But I'm guessing there's a whole lot of educators going, what? They right. don't get it. Right. So here's the next little data point that's interesting. People are saying 
they're not looking for something better. They want something completely different from their schools now. Ooh. Hmm. So back before 2020, when they did this survey, the number one thing parents wanted out of education Mm -hmm. was preparation. They wanted their children prepared to go to college. Yeah. After 2020, apparently the... (laughs) Are you getting a call? (laughs) Yeah, that's my local school district calling me. (laughs) Okay. After 2020, when parents and and this whole big COVID lockdown happened Mm -hmm. and kids and parents, you know, parents are working from home on their laptops and kids are working at home in the same room. And all of a sudden parents began to hear what was actually happening in classrooms. Okay. And apparently a lot of lights went on. Um, It's interesting the number of children that were homeschooled before 2020 and after. Mm -hmm. The number of homeschooled children doubled in that time. Right. Parents just yanked their kids out. Add to that the number of parents who moved their kids into a private school that did not close, that did not require masks, that did not require, they were just kind of... In, in another little space away from the COVID crazy that was going on. Hmm. So hmm. what parents want now right. is they want their children to be prepared for the workplace after graduation. They want them to have basic reading, mm-hmm. writing, Imagine that skills. How dare they ask for those things from education? (laughs) How dare they ask for just a regular education? Well, (laughs) apparently the survey here indicates that the one size fits all standardized education uh, that prepares you for entry to an elite institution where you will mortgage your entire life away Uh is no longer uh, what parents want is no longer what kids want. What parents and children are saying is we want individualized learning, practical skills, and preparation for meaningful life. Nice. Who could wow. have guessed? I'm in shock. You know what? And, and they don't want to be told, um, you know, about you must be kind and you are a terrible person and white privilege and all of these other monstrous uh, narratives that get shoved at them in the classroom curriculum. Also, socialism's a blast. Um, I remember the assignments that my son had to do and it was, ooh, the colonists were socialists and loved it. And I'm like, are you kidding me with this? <laughs> Um, so, you know, there there is a whole thing going on, and I think the parent, maybe some parents are finally figuring it out that Common Core did that much damage, and that the ideals in the classroom that are being shoved down our kids' uh, throats are horrible, and they need to get back to the basics. Well, and uh, I think the thing that kind of, you know, when the curtain was pulled back, genuinely was COVID. When parents and kids were all trapped in the house together and schools decided they were mm-hmm. they were going to try and do this, you know, online learning. Mm-hmm. And parents actually heard teachers talking to children. Right. That's what changed a lot of things. Because I think... I think a lot of parents have been kind of absentee and I've talked about that before that when, when I was ready to rally the troops about some things that I was seeing when my own kids were in like middle school that I couldn't get any parents interested in it. 
Right. They were just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm busy. I got a job. I, mm-hmm. I don't have time to go to school and fight this out with you. Yeah. Um, but I think what happened during COVID was the kid is sitting in the room with you. You can hear what the teacher is saying. And right. parents were like, wait, how how does that kind of math work? Right. Wait, wait. Right. Nonsensical what, what you... math? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the the other part of this is parents are saying too they want their kids to have better grasp of practical skills they want them to know how to manage personal finance they want them to know how to cook a meal they want them to know how to call on a telephone and make an appointment yep yeah 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 where did we learn these things and you know what parents should be teaching a lot of those things too i mean i remember monday nights we used to spend we called it family home evening and we would spend those nights too besides you know spiritual instruction for the kids we would also do you know what's a firm handshake and how do you talk to people and how do you address an adult and all of those types of things too and it was part of what parents did they taught about how to change a tire and how to have a checkbook and all those things and so we do try to rely on schools for things that parents should be teaching but really and truly parents just think that their kids are going to just get educated they think that they're going to be taught literacy they think they're going to be taught all of these things and and they're taught that with a dose of socialism globalism and everything else right. and and parents just go can i can my my son just learn how to add two and two and the answer is not five because they feel like it should be five the answer is actually four <laughs> it's just the basics. We're so frustrated as parents. Well, I remember um, when they removed things like shop and home economics out of class, yeah. uh, out of the curriculum too. Yeah. And I remember I had to take home ec. Right. And I did that too. was where we learned some yeah. of that stuff too. Some yes. of those basic, like, here's how to, you know, we, we learned how to sew. How to make eggs, I remember. I I actually made a recipe the other night that I learned in the eighth grade. (laughs) I'm serious. I made it because it's just comfort food, and I just made it. I I told my husband, I go, I learned that in the eighth grade, eighth grade home ec. I mean, I loved home ec. I thought it was so much fun. And uh, I remember kind mm -hmm. of rolling my eyes like, oh, my gosh, they're going to teach us how to make cookies. Like, who doesn't know how to make cookies? Right, because you'd already been making them. Yeah. Yeah. But think about kids today who are latchkey kids. They come home. Mm-hmm. There's no parents home. Yep. What mom is making cookies with their kids? After I agree. School? We'll be right back more with Melissa Smith. She joins me every Wednesday, then followed by Susan. It's always a great show on a Wednesday. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to say that Truth in Radio is really in trouble. Not only is the ability to listen to the show, we need to shore up, we need more equipment, we need things to shore up the listening of this show, Um, because that's in trouble. We're getting hit by hackers all the time. We have a lot of things going on, and we need your help. Truth in Radio needs your help. Free speech needs your help. I know $99 for a commemorative coin with the Kate Daly Show on it and Be Faithful, Be Fearless and a piece of history I know that seems a little tough right now with budgets, but let me just tell you, um, the reason it's that way is because we have to raise money for the show. It's still going to put, you know, 40, 45 bucks back in your pocket, though, and you're investing in metal. You're investing in silver, which everybody should be doing right now. Please go to katedallyradio.com and pick up a commemorative coin while they're still available. Uh, Get a few for family and friends. 
for Christmas. Uh, let them know that's a piece of history they're holding. It's the Lady Liberty on the cover of it, on the front of it. But they're going to have a little jingle back in their pocket, too. When you buy a T-shirt or when you buy a hat, those things are really great. But this actually puts money back in your pocket, and that's why I chose the commemorative coin. Uh, please go to katedallyradio.com and get a commemorative coin. This is free speech that we're talking about, and we're going to see an end to free speech if shows like mine go away. Keep my show on the air, please. Keep Truth and Radio on the air. Thank you so much for doing this. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and in light of the recent events, your continued support means everything to myself and my employees. To thank you for having the biggest sale ever on all my pillow bedding. Get my pillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a my pillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer, for as low as $29.98. We even have pet blankets from small size to the ones for your car. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen, use your promo code, and you'll get huge discounts on all my pillow bedding, including my pillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. Get all your shopping in while quantities last. Please order now. Make sure and use the promo code KATE, K-A-T-E, and get those savings and help Truth in Radio. Thanks, you guys. Lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood. Hi there, welcome back. <laughs> Kate Daly Show. There's a reason for this song. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that in just a moment. Um, I'm with Melissa. It's Wednesday. She calls in every Wednesday uh, from Indiana. And I also just wanted to mention, uh, please get the supplement I'm always talking about, Balance of Nature. Okay? Um, if you've been wanting to pull the trigger, you've been hearing me talk about it uh, for years, it's because it works. And it's because it's kind of like the master multivitamin. It's pretty amazing. Amazing. And it covers so many bases and helps with sugar cravings and lowers cholesterol and can help get your immune system back working again the way it's supposed to, the way God designed it to be. Fruits and vegetables, we don't eat enough of them. Our diet is terrible. Our diet's horrific. And so many things have been stripped out of our diet and balance of nature will put those things back into your body. I love this product. Um, and uh, after about a week and a half of taking it, you'll start to notice differences and changes and things that are so good. And then you'll wonder why you didn't start earlier. Balanceofnature.com, balanceofnature.com, code word Kate, K-A-T-E. And you got to use that promo code. Otherwise, um, uh, you know, that helps the show too. So while you're ordering it, so you're, it's like a twofer. <laughs> it's great. Great for you. Great for the show to keep us on the air. But Balance of Nature is an amazing product. 31 fruits and vegetables a day going into your system. The phytonutrients. They take the air and water out and give you the phytonutrients. Um, the most important part of those really healthy, chemical-free fruits and vegetables. They grow their own for the product and uh, start taking it right away. But go to balanceofnature.com, put your order in. You don't like it, send it back. But I am telling you, you will love this product for what it's about to do for you. And you're going to feel the difference. You're going to feel the strengthening of your immune system. Um, and um, you're going to love me for this one, I promise you. Balanceofnature.com. Um, also, uh, Melissa's with me. And uh, please go get the silver 
silver round. It puts silver, real silver, back in your pocket. $99 marked up. It's a it's a replica coin of the first coin ever minted in America as a country. Has Lady Liberty and the stars around her. It's in a beautiful blue case. $99 uh, will get you yours. And we have such a limited supply. Please order right now. And you only have about a week and a half to get one. So before they're gone. And uh, please get one. These are amazing coins and it helps us stay on the air. You can go to katedallyradio.com. You can order right now. Um, they'll ship it out immediately. They're great at it. And uh, also, if you're close to me at Canyon Media Studios in Utah, you can actually come pick one up, cash or check. I'll even sign it for you. And um, I've even been known to do that while I was on the air. <laughs> Nobody knew, but I was signing some for some people. Uh, but it's fine. Uh, just uh, swing by and grab one for cash or check. Okay, Melissa, why did I play Won't You Be My Neighbor by Mr. Rogers? Well, let's talk about that fun little next door app. Yeah. Do you have, are you on next door, Kate? Yeah, actually I have that app. Yeah. I don't use it often, but yes. Uh, I also have it. I use it mostly for entertainment purposes. Um, the theory behind next door is like oh, people in your neighborhood can sign in and you kind of clump together in your little neighborhood and affiliated neighborhoods around you and it was I, the original intention and what I liked about it was, oh, this is a place where we can discuss, you know, my kid is doing snow removal. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you, you know, yeah. give him a call at or text him at this number. And, you know, we have a, a, an old couch that we're trying to get rid of. If anybody would like it for free, mm-hmm. you know, come, you know, con- sure. whatever. Sure. But what next door sometimes turns into is this. How do you describe it? Anybody who's been on Nextdoor has probably seen it. It has turned into a whinge fest where <laughs> this is my place to anonymously, you know, yes. vilify and attack my neighbors for right, right. whatever it is that they do that I don't like. And because it's online and be- some of the things that are said are not things you would ever say to mm-hmm. anybody if you were standing face to face with them. Right. And, and then it becomes a big dog pile, you know, all, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was thinking about my only exchange on on Nextdoor, really, where I've gotten out there and said anything was, uh, it's, it's one of my little pet peeves about people that have leashless dogs. It's always a problem. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to help somebody. They were like, what do I do? My neighbor's dog is always in my yard. Right. So I was giving them some advice about how to connect with, like, animal control. Mm-hmm. But I no no personal the, attacks. Yeah, I, right or the neighbor. Try to, yeah, or the neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Try to be civil about it all. Mm-hmm. But I found this really interesting take on the next door app, right. questioning whether it was kind of a a branch out from the Stanford prison experiment. Yes. <laughs> and if you know what the Stanford prison experiment is, there was a psychological test that was done back in 1971 at Stanford University in which they tried to simulate a prison experiment. Mm-hmm. So they got volunteers to come in and they assigned some of the students to be guards and some of the students to be prisoners. Right. And it became so horrific so fast that they had to discontinue the whole thing after like less, uh, like a week. Mm-hmm. The first couple of days, they had already lost students who were having mental breakdowns and the, the guards became oppressive and... 
the the prisoners were trying to riot and, you know just crazy stuff so what's the connection between the stanford prison app and next door mm-hmm. is next was next door created as a psychological way to just see what happens with people is somebody out there just kind of watching it all unfold? Mm. Who are we really as people? Are we, you know, we're we're not so much of Mr. Rogers anymore. Right. There's just not much of the Mr. Rogers in us left. Yeah. Because do you really want to know some of those things about your neighbor? We've seen it happen on Facebook. We see it on Twitter, on all these kind of places where you can be anonymous or faceless. Right. Right. People turn into something else that they are not ordinarily. Hmm. So is it is it a psychological experiment? Hmm. Maybe. Are there are there provocateurs that lurk on next door just trying to see what will happen? I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. I think when people are given a forum to vent, I think they'll vent and uh, and I think they'll uh, do it more so than they even realize <laughs> they were capable of. And uh, I've seen that, too, on that app. I've seen a lot of venting um, uh, going after people on that on that app. And you're supposed to just look at services in your neighborhood or, or you know, whatever. But there is an awful lot of venting. But I think, you know, in the absence of truth as a nation and, and, and in the face of so many lies being told to us 24 seven and and you know something's always wrong because nothing ever adds up. I think people also are voicing a frustration too, as far as they take it out on that. But I think it's a it's a it's a turmoil that's going on in our nation. Not the racism thing. They they want us to think we're all at odds over racist things, but that's not it at all. And we aren't racist walking around. What it is is we've just been told so many lies, and I think people are just that inside that frustration is building. And I think that people take those kinds of apps and and uh, vent there. Well, I just I really just found it kind of an interesting thing. Is it is the next door app just a psychological experiment to see how sociopathic we all really are when we peel <laughs> back know. the civility of, hmm. uh, you know, we, we want to think we all live in these lovely neighborhoods and we love our neighbors and everybody gets along. Mm-hmm. But. That's not really the case. And and about two minutes on the Nextdoor app will prove that to you. Yeah. Just yeah. recently, I have seen many, many comments on the Nextdoor app where people have had to withdraw. You know, I'm shutting down this this thread because it just got so mm-hmm. unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I the don't go on there anymore. The value in it for me, I think, is people have posted, you know, hey, we've had a rash of burglaries on our street and you're the next street over. You're like, okay, right. I got to keep my car locked. Right. That's about the only time I think that and, hey, I need a gardener. Hey, does anybody build something, you know, whatever the case may be for a project. But other than that, I mean, honestly, that's what it probably should be used for. Right. The and I think that was the original. At least that's that's what I understood the intent right. to be. But it has been way more than that. Right. There's a lot of, you know, power dynamics at play and people who are not mm-hmm. nice to each other, even yeah. though they're neighbors. It, yeah. We could we could probably analyze that forever, but um, the whole notion that it was it was drafted and designed as a psychological experiment to just see what happens with power structures when people are kind mm-hmm. of prisoners in this artificially created world. Yeah, and yeah. who's going to be really mean to who? Right, right. Crazy. Yeah, crazy, crazy. And in the absence of truth, we're going to see more and more 
people not really re- realizing that's kind of at the base of why they feel this ugh, every day, right? Because we've been cooed as a nation. That's a really big deal. And right in front of our faces, they didn't even try to hide it. And um, I think that's the part that gets to people. And I think that that is, that is growing, but they're going to say it's racism. They're going to say it's these other things, but truly it's not. Truly, it's just, we are just having the absence of truth. Well, uh, we have this conversation in my family all the time. Is Hollywood, our, is our social media exchange, all these social things that are out in public, are, are we being driven by that? Right. Or is that a reflection of us? Hmm. And I think the more lies that get told in high places, if and I don't really know the answer to that. I suspect it's some of both of those. There's a push and pull between those two things. Right. But I know just like you were talking earlier about the declining viewership of the State of yes. the Union, declining declining attendance at movies that don't represent values anybody wants. Mm-hmm. You know, right. parents saying, we don't want a, a change in our schools. We want something completely different because this is not working right. are all indications that there's still good out there. We just don't quite know how to capture it and what to do about it. Yeah. And yeah. then the angst comes because where do you go with that? Mm-hmm. We know that something's wrong, but we don't know how to fix it. Right. Or we don't want the answer. Right. It's hard. Mm, yeah, it is. Well, I have another story. Maybe okay. this is a little, I don't know if it's happier or not, but it, it kind of made me feel better that here was, here was a family that's at least thinking and trying to engage the system a little bit. So, um, there was, there is a, un, the University of Richmond right now is out there. Um, they were founded back in the early 1800s and they had a student at the school named Thomas C. Williams who attended this, this school in the 1840s. Um, when he died, he was wealthy and his family provided a very hefty amount of money to establish a law school. And in the 1920s, when the, the school became officially the University of Richmond, they named that law school the T.C. Williams School of Law because he was their first benefactor. He provided the money to get them started and launched all that stuff. Well, um, recently here, the school has changed the name from the T.C. Williams School of Law back to the University of Richmond School of Law because because university campuses are very woke. Mm -hmm. And school policy now says that no building, program, professorship, or other entity at the university should be named for a person who directly engages in the trafficking and or enslavement of others or openly advocated for the enslavement of people. So the president of the university said, hey, T.C. Williams had a tobacco business, so he must have owned slaves. So we're going to yank the name off and we're going to because we we're not going to it's like tearing down a statue. Right. We're going to change the name. Can't have any of those. We are going to come right back. Can you hold right there? We're going to come right back. Don't go anywhere. Kate Daly show more with Melissa when we come back and we'll hit that same note when we come back. You can also call up 888-673-1450. We'll be right back on the Kate Daly show. KateDalyRadio.com. It's open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. 
Dave Daly Show. So happy you're tuned in. Get over to MyPillow.com. Not only do they have the new 2.0 pillow that has the uh, new technology, and it actually helps you sleep nice and cool. You don't sweat to death, which is really nice, right? Um, and so make sure and get that pillow. It's amazing. I've got two of them. It's a two-for-one special. And you can uh, get that right now by going to MyPillow.com, code word Kate. So put in the promo code Kate. You'll get all their greatest deals, up to 90% off on other products, too. But get the robe. Get the slippers. Those slippers are that's four layers of heaven. I'm not kidding. These things are so made so well, and they have um, outdoor sole too, so you can wear them. You can wear them to the store, and people do ask my husband. Anyways, uh, so go to mypillow.com. You're gonna love the robes. They're like those five star hotel robes, and then of course the um, sheets are to die for. I have them on all my beds for a reason, and the down comforters keep you nice and toasty. So if you're if you're in a cold spell, man, these comforters are amazing, and uh, they're lightweight, but they keep you toasty, and they're just fantastic. Fantastic. I can't say enough about them. Make sure and get their products. Uh, their pillows, if you snore, get the green label or blue label pillow. And uh, it'll stop snoring. And I'm not kidding. It's fantastic. All right, Melissa, back here with you. And uh, we have so much to talk about, of course. <laughs> so we'll get yes, right so to we it. Were, we were kind of in the middle of yes. the story with the University of Richmond. Mm-hmm. And they've now they've kind of pulled the name off of the T.C. Williams School of Law. Mm-hmm. But the problem here is that Rob Williams, who is T.C. Williams' great-great-grandson, is now saying to the university, if suddenly his name is not good enough for mm-hmm. the university, yeah. then isn't the ethical thing to do to give our family the all the money back, mm. give it all back with interest? And he's calculated that the value of the original donation, including interest, is now worth $51 million. Right. So his comment is, is it not a form of fraud to induce money from a benefactor and then discredit the benefactor after he is dead? Hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that kind of I'm yeah. kind of on his side. Right. Mm-hmm. And he says and, and it apparently the family's donations did not stop after that first. They have continued to support this law school over time. And he said we would not have given a penny to the university knowing that they were going to dishonor our family. Right. So if the university wants to be and he he also points out he was like, "Hey, wait, before you malign my family, the University of Richmond itself benefited from slavery. So why don't y'all just kind of disincorporate entirely because you also benefited from slavery. If you're going to hold right. this big, high ethical, moral standard, give me my money back and then disincorporate and unemploy all yourselves. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love, I, oh, I love that kind of sass. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, and I agree with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we have reached now the point of, of absurdity. You know, tear down a statue does not, tearing yeah. down a statue does not change the Civil War. Right. It doesn't change anything except our understanding that such a thing happened. And I think as a history, history person, mm-hmm. I think that's the absolute worst thing that we can do. Yes. Yes, absolutely. In fact, you know, I wanted to mention, too, we've got to mention this, but the new Massachusetts bill to allow prisoners to donate organs for reduced prison time. You guys, that is the start of something so evil. And uh, let me just say, um, because you were talking about absurdities and, and this is another absurdity. You know, to say that a reduced organ then um, would help them get out. Uh, 
I'll tell you what, they would love to make it so that anybody incarcerated or anybody um, that may, might be brought in for any kind of thing under the government's behest would then be made to give organs. Look at China as an example of that. The absurdities that we're living under right now to even propose this. Uh, prisoners to donate organs for reduced prison time. Can everybody see where that can go very, very wrong? I, and and I, what does it do? Make them less worse uh, for, for raping somebody uh, because they gave a kidney. I mean, I, I you can't even imagine. Let them do their time. And organs should not be uh, done in exchange for reduced time because that can only end very, very badly for people. Um, I can't even imagine what would be at the end of that road. Can you? Goodness. Well, you have provided the perfect segue into the last topic for the day. Mm-hmm. And and this is yet again something that it, we we are now past the point of rationality anymore. Right. And so while the left is worried about all the systemic evil happening, uh, and and people on the right, we we talk about the deep state, which is also a systemic problem. How come it is we never talk about systemic corruption? And we know what individual corruption is. If you or I embezzle from our employer, Mm -hmm. we're going to go to jail. Right. And then we can give a kidney and get out of jail. Right. Right. Um, But we, we recognize and understand what individual corruption is. So what is systemic corruption? And I think this is really fascinating. Systemic corruption is the whole system of laws, rules, and regulations that are put in place that do absolutely nothing to Mm -hmm. impact those that put them into place. Right. But everything to impact everybody downstream in a negative way. Yeah. So, for example, when Obama was on the trail and he was stumping for Obamacare... There were promises made, you know, this will, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. It's, we're, we're trying to keep health care costs down. <laughs> what a joke, yeah. But what actually happened? Everything the opposite? Yes. Yeah, everything went in, in the other direction mm-hmm. because it was a corrupted system to start with. Yes. We didn't need the government to interfere and intervene in that way. And there's lots, think about the COVID mandates that were pushed at people and the people who were pushing it, it wasn't impacting them, Mm -hmm. but it impacted everybody else in really negative ways. Our lives are worse as taxpayers because we're paying for absolute nonsense. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're being forced to do that, to, to prop up a system of laws and regulations that do not serve us. They only serve the people who are running the bureaucracy that mandates those things. Right. That's called systemic corruption. Uh, and that's what yeah. that's what a prison system that's inviting prisoners mm-hmm. to give up their kidneys or their corneas or whatever it is, um, in exchange for a reduced prison sentence, mm-hmm. that is inviting systemic corruption. Yep. Yep. Be- because it incentivizes people that are not going to be impacted by it. Ooh, that <sighs> is bad stuff. And we've talked, you and I have talked before. I believe until our country solves our bureaucracy problem, mm-hmm. we will never be able to solve our actual problems. Yep. I agree with that. 
And the founding fathers were aware of that and they did not want that. That's why the government was so limited in scope. But we seem to be on a train now that's how much can we force on people how fast? I know. It's just tyranny at its finest. That's why, you know, people didn't people didn't want to see the string of lies and platitudes that were given last night. Nobody cared. And and uh, nobody wants to see this little fraud stand up and string some words together that he can't even get out. But I know Americans in general are, they're unhappy. They are feeling like, obviously there's no truth. Obviously we're going in directions and people are writing bills that are elected officials, promise one thing, like you said, and then deliver something totally different. And Maybe they're ignorant. Maybe they don't know where the road leads. I don't know. Uh, maybe some of it's evil intent. I don't know. I don't know what somebody's intentions are. But I do know that we as Americans, if we don't start showing up and acting and saying and doing all of those things, instead of just being worried about it, we're going to be completely screwed out of every single freedom we have, every single God-given freedom we have that the government's supposed to protect. And we better do a better job. We're, we're just not doing enough. We're worried, but worrying doesn't get you anything. Worrying is just worrying. We're wringing our hands. It's We've got to do more. Well, that's why I think the January 6th business had such a chilling effect. Mm-hmm. Because that was an attempt at people, ordinary people, to do something. Yeah. And that's why it could not be tolerated. Right. And, and you know, even last night, the the... The fences went up again around the Congress, the Capitol. Of course they did. Why? Oh, of Who course was they there? Did. Who were they worried <laughs> yeah, was going right? to storm, storm the gates? Right. The FBI <laughs> dressed up as patriots. Oh, what an awful organization. <laughs> maybe, you know? that, maybe that is the thing. But, <laughs> right. But, you know, systemic. I think mm-hmm. about all of the things that we are really discussing as a country, mm-hmm. whether we're talking about <clears throat> Ukraine and t- talk about systemic corruption. There is a there is a system of corruption in place there that is a, a collusion between a whole bunch of mm-hmm. corrupt systems, all kind of coalescing in one place. That that can't be good. Right. Think about social security is like the third rail. If anyone says anything about any change to Social Security, give Mm -hmm. up now because you will be beset by hostility on all fronts. Yeah. You cannot discuss giving less in Social Security. It cannot be done. Mm -hmm. Even to – and that is, you know, so we've – most people are aware that Social Security is a grand Ponzi scheme, and we right now have the the lowest population growth mm-hmm. that the United States has ever had in its history. Right. So I don't know how much money we expect our children and grandchildren to pay for us, but it will be unsustainable. And if we are party to that, then that is also systemic corruption. Yep. Amen, sister. Yep. 
I agree. So, it, you know, what, what do we do? What do we do about it? Or mm-hmm. I, I found this to be interesting. Thomas Paine warned. Mm-hmm. Thomas Paine, that's going back to the beginning, right? Right, right. That if our, if our laws and regulations become too complex, here's the quote from Thomas Paine, the nation may suffer for years together without being able to discover in which part the fault lies. Some will say in one, some will say in another, and every political physician will advise a different medicine. Have we come to that place yet? Yeah. Jeez. Where yes. everybody has their little pet solution because we don't really recognize where the problem is. Right. And the real problem is we have too much government. We have too yeah. many regulators. We have too many people saying, oh, don't do that without a license. Well, and, and people that have those ideas that government can solve a problem and then they can make a name for themselves and stay in well-paid government jobs are h- highly, um, you know, uh, miseducated. So in what America's all about. So you have people going into those roles. We vote for them because they're nice. We want them to write bills uh, to take away our liberty because we think they're working hard. And that shows that they're working if they take away more and more liberties. So our whole mindset, the whole way that we do things is terribly wrong for the country that we live in. It doesn't match what our country is. And so we have got to uh, pull those reins back in and we have got to educate and make sure people understand what makes America actually work. And and government tyranny uh, is the one thing that we were fighting against to get this country. But we just don't we don't understand. We think that government should fill all the holes. And it's like, no, people do. It's like a city telling you in a, in a local state of the city address, you know, we're here to give you quality of life. And it's like, no, the people give quality of life. You do that for yourself that's the whole idea of america it's like they're missing the whole boat that's exactly what thomas jefferson meant by guaranteeing life liberty and the pursuit of happiness right it was to get the impediments out of your way so that you were free to explore what those things are to you Mm -hmm. what gives you happiness is it is it inventing something is it trying to invent something without the government requiring 50 permits and licenses and taxes on everything it the more the more government that stands in our way, the less productive people will be. Now I sound like Ayn Rand or something. And, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, struck. it's our it's perceptions that are killing us. Our perceptions because we go, oh, well, we need that. We like that's a nice idea. I like that emotionally. That gets to me. I love that. That's how we do government. And government was supposed to be, um, this is the government's role, this is not. But we've turned it into a like fest. Well, I like that, you know, and we don't even think about the consequences. Well, it's so like crazy. a kid wandering through a department store at, mm-hmm. at Christmas time. Yeah. Everything that glitters is what we want. You know? <laughs> exactly. Put, mommy, mommy, put that in my cart. Exactly. You know, well, or or this one. Uh, oh, this legislator gave me something that puts a little money back in my pocket because I'm a veteran or because I'm this or because I'm that. I like them. Well, what about the rest of the record? That doesn't matter. I, they did something for they put money in my pocket so i mean we, we we just have bad ideas about what government is oh it's horrible great hour with you thank you melissa really appreciate you melissa smith thank you thank you melissa are you there yeah okay here, thank pleasure. you all always, right always. and uh for, sorry for you. sorry for some reason i couldn't hear you and i'll uh, be right back with susan thanks again and uh we'll be right back so stay with us we got a lot more to cover and i also want to talk about uh the Thailand, are they going to stop the Pfizer thing because of what just happened in their little royal family? Hmm, I'll share that with you when we come back too. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com.